ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय Three, chapter 3, text 18, translation and commentary by His Divine Grace to A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. Now the Acharya of Iskand. Ayajayad dharmasutam Ayajayad dharmasutam Ashvamedhaistridhir vibhuhu Sopikshmam anujai rakshan Sopikshmam anujai rakshan Reme Krishnam Anubrataha Reme Krishnam Translation The Supreme Lord induced the son of Dharma to perform three horse sacrifices and Maharaj Yudhishthir, constantly following Krishna, the personality of Godhead, protected and enjoyed the earth, assisted by his younger brothers. Report Maharaj Yudhishthir was the ideal monarchical representative on the earth because he was a constant follower of the Supreme Lord, Sri Krishna. As it is stated in the Vedas, Ishopanishad, the Lord is the proprietor of the entire manifested cosmic creation. Or is that line, very famous line from Ishopanishad, Narayan Bhata Das Brahmachari, a great knower of the Shastras. Ishavasyamidam Saravam. Yeah, three words represents that. The Lord is the proprietor of the entire manifested cosmic creation, which presents a chance for the conditioned souls to revive their eternal relationship with the Lord and thus go back to Godhead, back home. The whole system of the material world is arranged with that program and plan. Anyone who violates the plan is punished by the law of nature, which is acting by the direction of the Supreme Lord. Maharaj Yudhishthir was installed on the throne of the earth as a representative of the Lord. The king is always expected to be the representative of the Lord. Perfect monarchy necessitates representation of the supreme will of the Lord, and Maharaj Yudhishthir was the ideal monarch on this supreme principle. Both the king and the subjects were happy in the discharge of worldly duties, and thus protection of the citizens and enjoyment of natural life with full cooperation of material nature, followed in the reign of Maharaj Yudhishthir and his worthy descendants like Maharaj Parikshit. Krishna is described in this verse as Vibhu, which means what? Vibhu means very great, very powerful. The word that's usually used in uh, relationship to this to describe those who are not Vibhu is which word? Anu, which means small. So there are gradations of living beings. The various jivas, the Shiva above the jivas, and above Shiva is Narayana. None different to, but even superior is Krishna. Krishna has four qualities which even is not found in Narayana. What are those four qualities? You can say. You can say one. Hmm? Venu Madhuri. 
His flute playing enchants everybody. So Narayan is not playing on a flute. Krishna is playing on a flute. Then? Yeah, well, that's especially ex- explained that um, he has his associates. He has associates who relate with him up to the level of conjugal love. Conjugal love is to be shown. So the level of his associates also makes him superior. That's called Premadhuri. Then? Lila Madhuri means he has wonderful pastimes which are not seen even in the person of, of Narayana. And one more? His form is even more enchanting than that of Narayana. So Krishna is at the top and the jivas are at the bottom of the scale. Among the jivas there are also gradations. There's Twindra Govamata Vindra. Yeah. Here we're saying Indra Gopa and Mahindra. Two kinds of Indras are described in this verse. One is Indra Gopa, means a little insect. King of the insects, maybe. Indra means king. And Mahindra, the great Indra. Actually, this is a name for Krishna. And it's generally applied to the king of the heavenly planets. So there's a great difference between the little bugs and Indra. And even between Indra and Brahma, there's a great difference. Brahma is much superior to Indra. Then on the earthly planet, we see also there are so many gradations. The rickshaw puller is, theoretically in democracy, the rickshaw puller and the prime minister are on the same level. But there's definitely a great difference. One has got a much higher position than the others. So here we see the king, Maharaj Yudhishthira. He is a king, which means he's much ahead of the city. He's, there's Raja and Praja. So there's a difference. Raja is the leader. So he is a, in a much superior position to the to his citizens. And especially because he is Dharma Sutta. He is the son of Namaraj. So he's very special. He's, and then there are many kings on the surface of the earth. But he is very special. Even in history he is very special. And at that time, even there were many kings present on the world, but he was able to perform the Ashvamedha Yagya. Only one who is the Samrat. In other words, one who has the Samraja. King means, Raja means he has Raja. He has kingship. And Samraja means he is the king of everyone. King of the other kings even. Therefore he's called Samrat. Complete, complete king. So Maharaj Yudhishthira was a great emperor ruling over all the other kings. But still Krishna here is described as Vimpu. Krishna from the external point of view was subordinate to Maharaj Yudhishthira because he was only the king of Dwarka whereas Dwarkadish because Yud- and Yudhishthira was the king of the whole world. And from the social point of view also, 
Krishna would treat Yudhishthira as an, like an elder brother, cousin brother. He would offer obeisances to him and touch his feet. But here, Krishna is described as Vibhu. Even though Maharaj Yudhishthira has the power and the position, apparently more than Krishna, but he is always Anu. Here the word is given Anubrata. That's a different that's a different form of it. That's anubra, anu and anubra, and that's a different that's na and na, different. So it's not it doesn't it's not the same word, but here it's, it's a, a constant follower. Maharaj Yudhishthira is a constant follower of Krishna. Here it is said, Kshmam Reme, he enjoyed the earth as a follower of Krishna. Everyone is trying to enjoy the earth independently from Krishna. We have in the 12th canto of Bhagavatam, there is the Bhumi Gita. Bhumi Gita. Have you seen that? Have you read that? Bhumi Gita. This is a song by Bhumi, Bhumi Devi, in which she is saying that there are so many kings, they are fighting over me, as they think I am their property, but I am not their property. They come, they fight, and they go. And in the meantime, other people come and fight and go. And they're all claiming me as their property. But I'm not their property. I don't belong to any of them. Actually, Bhumi, she is an expansion of Lakshmi. Bhudevi. In South India, especially. (laughs) Sri Sampada. I'm just saying, if you listen instead of speaking that in South India, especially in the Sri Sampradaya, that uh, generally we'll find, especially the Utsav Murtis, the deities, we'll find along with Vishnu, there is Sri and Bhu, Bhu Devi. So she is to be enjoyed by the Supreme Lord. Everything in the cosmos is meant to be enjoyed by the Supreme Lord, as is mentioned also in the Yushupanishad. Everything is meant for the enjoyment of the Supreme Lord. So, why is it stated here that Yudhishthira was enjoying the earth, if the earth is actually to be enjoyed by Krishna? So, that is stated in the Yishopanishad. What is that? Verse number two. Verse number one is Yisha Vashtamidam Sarvam, famous verse. Oh, yeah, same verse. Yatkincha Jaga Jagat. I was getting mixed up with the Ompur number. That's the invocation. So everything in this world is given by him and we can enjoy what is allotted to us. That means the ant, he is allotted maybe one grain of sugar for one that he can enjoy. That is his allotted quota. And the elephant, one ton, Prabhupada used to say. I don't know if it's actually correct, but he's given the idea that an elephant eats a lot. Is it one ton? He'll eat one ton in a day? I don't think it's not possible. Huh? 20 kgs of grass he eats in a day. This is called Mahut Vidya. It's useful to know many things. It's the kind of thing they ask on Kropati Kandanega, is it? This is a this is a 50 lakh question. Okay, general knowledge. This is the kind of thing you have to get when you're doing your school examination. This not the, 
if you want to get in the government service or something like this, they give. It will make you a better clerk in the government office if you know how many kgs of grass an elephant eats a day. So anyway, the elephant eats a lot. That is his allotted quota. And the ant eats a little. So everything is given by God. And one is allowed to enjoy according to his quota. Not more. Prabhupada gave the example that if you throw a bag of grains in the street, the birds will come and peck a little and eat what they can enjoy at that time and go away and leave the rest for others. But if a man comes, he'll come and take it all away and store it. He wants more. Everyone wants more. But one can enjoy this world. Actually, what is there to enjoy? The whole material cosmos is Dukhalayamashashvatam. It is a miserable place. And even if you think I'm happy, then everything is finished. I'm happy, I'm enjoying, life is so wonderful, no problem, and splat. Just like this. Some people, you don't see so much. Sometimes they get this what's called a fly swatter. They have this, they have this, something like a small table tennis racket. Squat the fly. It's called squatting fly. So, what was a fly is now just a, a homogeneous mass of blood and other remains of a fly. Almost semi-homogeneous. So this is material life. I'm enjoying, I'm, if you're such a fool, thinking I'm enjoying, I'm happy. Here we see in Vidyanaga, the young boys and young girls, they take great pleasure in meeting each other and chit-chatting in the street and enjoying looking at each other, enjoying each other's company, thinking how nice it is to meet with the opposite sex and enjoy smiling and laughing and joking. But they don't think this is all temporary. That you're just laughing and joking and then you think, all right, we'll try to get married, but then the laughing and joking finishes. Get to work, work hard, bring money. And the nice, beautiful young girl, after some time, becomes a fat, fat, wrinkled, not very beautiful. And after some time, it all ends in death anyway. So what is there to enjoy in this world? There's nothing to enjoy. But the idea is there that one can enjoy in this world, we can be happy in this world, which is for the living, for the conditioned living souls, this mature world is miserable. But for the Supreme Lord, nothing is miserable. Everything is happy. When Krishna comes to this world, it's not that Krishna is subject to the laws of material nature and Krishna is suffering. No. Some rascals, they give wrong theories about Krishna. How? We don't even like to say it, but they like, they, say Krishna, they like to say that Krishna is subject to karma. He had to take birth again because as Vaman Dev, he mistreated Bali Maharaj and so many, so many rascal things also. Of course, Krishna says in Gita that he's not subject to the fruitive activities of his work. What does he say? You got it. And also, he's 
This is described in the Bhagavatam that Krishna is the supreme controller. Therefore, he is not subject to the effect of the modes of material nature. That is etad ishanam ishasya. This is the meaning of him being the controller. But he's not controlled. It's very simple, isn't it? He who is the controller is not controlled by the modes of material nature, rather they are under his control. And the same with his devotees, because they take shelter of Krishna. They're not under the control of the modes of material nature. That example is given by Tulsidas. We're not great fans of Tulsidas, but even anyone, uh, any good information we can quote from anywhere. Just like we'll, we'll quote Shankaracharya, Bhajagovindam, Bhajagovindam, that's good. When he says Bhajagovindam, we can quote that, that's good. But when he tries to establish that Ishvara and Jiva are the same, we don't quote that, that's nonsense. So Tulsidas, he's glorified Lord Ram, but there are some wrong ideas there also, especially he's given this idea that uh, one is sh- Shudra, Brahmin, whatever, by birth. So this is not accepted. And also some tinge of Mayavad is there. That's why we'll find this Ramanandi Sampradaya. They're worshippers of Lord Ram, but it's all mixed with some impersonal idea. And on the mouth. So anyway, quoting Tulsidas, Prabhupada used to quote this, that the, in, when the river is flooding, even the great elephants, powerful elements, elephants are washed away. But the fish, little fish, is enjoying and is swimming against the current. How is that possible? The big elephant is swept away, but the little fish is swimming upstream because the fish has taken shelter of the water. So in the same way, even though this material world is miserable, for Krishna it's not miserable. And for his devotees, Vishvam Purna Sukhayate, the whole world is full of bliss. How is that possible? Because in the same verse it's stated, even the happiness of living in the heavenly planets is akasha pushpa, growing flowers in the sky. The flowers don't grow in the sky, they grow on the earth, on the ground. So it's simply an imagination. Akasha pushpa, or in other words, gandharva pura, is the, the equivalent, it's exactly the same as the English equivalent of building castles in the air. In Bengali they say Gore Dim means horses' eggs. These are all imaginary. There's no such thing. So for one who understands Kaivalya Narakayate Tridashapur Akasha Pushpayate. For one who thinks that merging into the impersonal Brahman is just like hell and 
Sridasha Pura Akasha Pushpayati, the, the so-called happiness even of the heavenly planets is simply imagination, ridiculous, nonsensical. And Durdandindra Kala Sarpapatali Prodkata Dangstrayate, the one whose senses are under control. Example is given here that the senses are compared to a black snake, Kalasar. That uh, again in, in Bengal is that Kalayam, black snake. You say, you say here in Gujarati also? It means that the crate, it's called in English. It's another in crate, it's a, it's a small snake. Only about, I don't know, something like that. So stretch it out, it must be like that. Small, but very dangerous. If that bites you, you're finished. If a cobra bites you, there's some chance. But if this bites you, you're finished. So, black, very dangerous snake. If that bites so, but this is described. The senses for a devotee, the senses are like that snake with the teeth removed or the poison sack removed. It's no longer... It's there, the snake may be there, but it's no longer dangerous. Then Vishwam Purna Sukhayate. The whole world is full of bliss. Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita, Dukhalayam, Anityam, Asukam, Lokam. This world is miserable, but Vishwam Purna Sukhayate. Vidhi Mahindra Dishchakitayate. Mahindra, again the word comes, Mahindra. King of heaven, Indra. And Vidhi. Vidhi means? Lord Brahma. One who is, Vidhi means, one who is controlling or setting the rules and regulations for the universe. They're just like, he sees them like Kit, like some little bug. Not that he disrespects, but he understands that Krishna is Vibhu. And even Brahma and Indra are Anu. They're not, in comparison to Krishna, they're not significant. So for such a... How is all this possible? Yatkarunya kripa... What is that? Vaivaha yatkripa... Vaivavatam tam gora mevastumaha. Yatkripa aksha. One who has got the glance of mercy of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, then all this is possible. So Yudhishthya Maharaj... Constitutionally, he is very, very small in front of Krishna. In front. Before the king, we are the ant in comparison to a human, there's a vast gap. And then the bhikshav, collar, bonded laborer, whatever. Before there were bonded laborers, now there's day laborers. Bonded laborer, at least he had his fixed meal. Day laborer doesn't have. Which is better? So-called freedom? So bonded laborer, day laborer. To the king, there's also a vast gap. Then the king, or say the prime minister of India, and Indra, there's a vast gap. Indra is much greater. Of course, Yudhishthira, there wasn't such a great gap between him and Indra. Because even Indra would come to his sacrifice. But then between Indra and Brahma, there's also a vast gap. So many Indras come and go, even in one day, of Brahma. So Brahma is much superior. Then Brahma to Krishna. But if we take all of the jivas, 
There's huge distance between this one and this one, this one and this one, this one and this one. But all of them together, they're very, very small. Even the greatest is very, very small in comparison with Krishna, who is unlimitedly great. So how to enjoy? It's not possible to enjoy. I want to enjoy. Everyone wants to enjoy. What is the purpose of life? To enjoy. That I heard Prabhupada said, you must have heard me tell this. Several times they told him. They're in London one. Radio interviewer was asking, he asked Prabhupada the most important question. What is the purpose of life? And Prabhupada, I was very surprised when Prabhupada answered, to enjoy. He was surprised. And he quoted, Anandamayabhyasa. The absolute truth is from Vedanta Sutra. The absolute truth is by nature full of pleasure. The jiva also is a part and parcel of the absolute truth, is by nature full of pleasure. But Prabhupada went on to explain that we do not know how to enjoy. We are falsely identifying with this body, but actually we are meant for enjoyment. But that enjoyment is possible when we understand we are not the body, but that we are the servant of Krishna. So we can enjoy, we should enjoy. But this idea that we will be happy through sense enjoyment is a misconception by which we don't enjoy. Yaya samohita jiva atmanam trigunatmakam. By the power of Maya, everyone is bewildered, and though we are atma, atma is by nature atmaram, self satisfied, happy. By worshipping Ram, Krishna. We become covered by the three modes of material nature, thus we suffer. But we can enjoy, we should enjoy. How? By being anubhata, Krishnam anubhata, a constant follower of Krishna. By trying to serve Krishna, by serving Krishna, by doing everything for the pleasure of Krishna, we enjoy. If we try to enjoy separately, we cannot enjoy. Just like that story of the, the hand and the stomach. One day the hand went on strike and said, I'm always putting food in the stomach. I'm only serving the stomach. The stomach is simply sitting there. I have to work hard and earn money. And then when I, when I get the money, then I have to cook the food. And then I have to put in the stomach, and the stomach is simply sitting there. I'm going on strike. Finish. I'm not giving any more food to the stomach. It's not fair. After some time, I don't have any strength. What's going on? What's the problem? You have to put food to the stomach, then you get strength to do what you're supposed to do. So, in the same way, we are meant to satisfy Krishna. And if we satisfy Krishna, then Krishna blesses us with enjoyment. But not the if we think, I will become a devotee of... On hearing this, if we think, well, I will become a devotee of Krishna, and then I can enjoy. I'll get a Mercedes car and a big house, and uh, I'll enjoy with Miss World and so many things, then that's a misconception. One has to act for the pleasure of Krishna. Here we see Krishna is inducing Maharaj Yudhishthir to perform horse sacrifices. So that means that when one becomes a king, he should perform a sacrifice. So many things are offered in the fire and he gives so many things in charity to the brahmanas just to demonstrate that even though I am the Ishvara, I am the controller of this kingdom, 
that all these things should be offered to Krishna to demonstrate his subservience to the Supreme Lord Krishna. So one can enjoy in this way. And if he enjoys in this way, he'll be protected by Krishna. But if even in the course of serving Krishna we think, well, I'm serving Krishna, but I should have a little enjoyment for myself. I mean, why all for Krishna? I mean, something I should enjoy for myself also. But then we don't get the raksha. Here the word is given, raksha. We don't get the protection of Krishna. Krishna, if we think I shall enjoy separately from Krishna, then we don't get protection from Krishna. And we're not happy. If we think I will fully serve Krishna, then we remain happy. Because that is our constitutional position of happiness. Krishna is all happy. But if we think I will enjoy a little bit for myself, then we cannot be happy. And then all these other things, instead of that verse I was saying, is Kaivalya Narakayate Chudashapur. Then we become in Maya. We stop thinking in the proper way and we think that, well, maybe heavenly planets are quite nice. Or we start, to, instead of thinking Vidhi Mahendra Dishchakutayate, that uh, Indra and Brahma are very great personalities, and they're not very great personalities in front of us, then we start to eulogize great personalities of, when we're not Krishna conscious, we start to eulogize great personalities of this material world. And we start to think, oh, you see, Einstein, such a wonderful person. What's that rascal's name? That the, the latest the guy with two fingers working? Stephen Hawkins. Oh, what a great, highly realized. Bill Gates. Oh, he's such a wonderful person. And all political factions, we start to think, oh, this political party, that political. We get in Maya and we start ascribing importance to materialistic people. And the senses are not controlled. As soon as we think, I shall enjoy separately from Krishna, we lose the protection of Krishna and the senses are not controlled. So we have to be very careful to always think how to satisfy Krishna. Here the word is given, Anubrata. Constant follow, always. As soon as you allow Maya, to enter and it's very dangerous. If there's even, you see this armor, have you seen this in the museum in Jaipur? This, this heavy armor that they used to wear while fighting. There's an English saying, a chink in the armor. There's a gap. If there's, if there's some gap here, then you can stick the sword in. And you can, if the armor is full, then you're protected. But if there's a gap, just like Duryodhana, his whole body was just like iron by the grace of his mother, Gandhari. But he was wearing the langota when he went to see her. So this part was not protected. So Krishna told Bhim, hit that part, and he was finished. In English, there's that saying, Achilles' heel. There's a Greek, from Greek mythology, that one baby, his, his mother wanted to make him impervious to any arrows. 
So the gods told him, you dip him in this nectar, the baby. So she did. She held him by the heel while doing so. So that part was unprotected. So someone who knew, they shot him in the heel with a poison arrow when he was finished. It was a weak point. So he may be very strong by hearing and chanting about and serving Krishna. But we have to be very careful. There's not some, if we let Maya in, even a little bit, then the poison can enter. Poison arrow. If we start to think that, yes, little bit I'll enjoy, then we're not Anuvrata, we're not a constant follower, then Maya can enter. It's very dangerous. Any question about this? Well, one more story I can tell in this regard. Prabhupada gave the name to one disciple, Bhavananda, who later became famous devotee. So the devotees were thinking, Bhavananda. Prabhupada said, no, Bhavananda. Bhava means this material world. So one who takes pleasure in the material world. So Prabhupada explained, actually this is the name of Lord Shiva. But Prabhupada explained it like this, that one who takes pleasure in the material world, it means by serving Krishna here, by preaching Krishna consciousness. That goes with the point of enjoying the world. Maharaj Yudhishthira enjoyed the world by serving Krishna. <laughs> then, he thought that unless there is a complete Krishna consciousness, Maya may enter at any time. Yes. Now we are in a very open stage. Yes. How we may be taking 100% defense. How we can understand now we are getting deviated little. Well, Prabhupada wrote that the neophyte devotee is always in a dangerous position. You may not even understand you're getting deviated. What to do? Sincerity is the only hope. If we're sincere, Krishna will help us. Sincere means not to desire anything else, non-duplicitousness. Just to only desire, it means we all constantly have to pray to Krishna. Please help me. Krishna, please help me. There are very nice prayers in this regard which we should Shikshastaka. Please, Krishna, pick me up from this ocean. This Gopinath song is very nice. How Bhakti Thakur is praying, I'm Amarupai Nain. I have no hope. I can't. What am I going to do? So he's praying that Krishna, you pick me up. So this kind of prayer is very, very much needed. I devotee said, Krishna, I am helpless. You please save me. We should think like this and pray like this. You had a question? Ah, you had a question. Living in this material world with a family, how can this be Lord Krishna? You can please Lord Krishna by, in the same way as anyone else can please Krishna. Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita, Patram Pushpam Palam Tayam Yome Bhakta Payachati Tadahang Bhakti Paharitam Ashnami Krishna says, if one offers me with love and devotion a fruit, leaf, flower or water, I will accept it. So anyone in any position can perform bhakti. 
What's the next verse after that? Patram Pushpam verse? Say it. Yadkaroshi. Next word. Krishna says, whatever you do, whatever you eat, whatever austerities you perform, whatever sacrifice you perform, whatever charity you give, whatever you do, should be done as an offering to me. There's one book in which Prabhupada has discussed this karma yoga, or how one can satisfy the Lord from the Vihasta position. It's called Message of Godhead. We have that book? It's a nice small book. It describes this. How we can transcendentalize all our activities. Did you see that Beginner's Guide to Krishna Consciousness? That also describes. So, chanting about Krishna, hearing about Krishna, associating with his devotees, all these things. You do? Krishna will be pleased. You please read those, that beginner's guide you can read and that message of God emphasis. And then all the other books also. Try to understand this Krishna consciousness. Science of Self-Realization, Bhagavad Gita as it is. Just by reading these books you can please Krishna. And then by following the instructions in them you can please him more. We have a weak point when we see that Maya is getting in. What should be our agenda to overcome it? Well, in general, the process of Krishna consciousness by itself, the, the, the very process of performing bhakti sadhana, that is purifying. Chaito Dharpana Marjanam, the first effect of Sankirtan is purification. Um, so all these processes, hearing about Krishna, Nashtaprayeshu, Abhadrishu, Nityam, Bhagavata Sevya, by serving Krishna, by hearing about Krishna regularly, uh, then the Abhadra becomes, the, the unwanted things in the heart become more or less wiped out. 